Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! Welcome, my name is Joshua Carr, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to the Just Carr Podcast. This is a place for honesty, openness, information, and real life. I'm sharing my thoughts with you, raw and unfiltered, in the hopes that you walk away with a lesson or at least a laugh. We'll be talking about mindset, culture, current events, friendship, finance, and more. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Got it? We ain't here, baby. Oh, that notification <laughs> came out crazy. <laughs> it did. We live. That's how I didn't know you could actually hear that. Actually, so yeah, like it popped up um, on my screen and asked if I wanted to leave. Oh, okay. None of my yeah. guests have ever told me that that happened. So um, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> um, hello, friends. Um, welcome da, 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 to the Just Car Podcast. We are on episode three of season two. Ooh. Woo, woo. Um, this is a really cool episode. I'm very excited to talk to um, this uh, young leader and boss, um, Michaela Cooper, aka Creative K. Um, and I will let her introduce herself in just a second here. But for maybe my new listeners or people who are wondering what we do here on the podcast, um, the Just Car podcast is a space for artists, creators, entrepreneurs to come and to share their experience, especially in this, um, what I like to call like a post-pandemic era. Um, I think anyone who is choosing to be an entrepreneur or a creator um, after 2020 is the bee's knees. Uh, And so in that way, I am lucky to be connected with um, amazing artists and creators through my business, um, Just Car Creative Consulting. We provide Um, professional and creative support for artists, creators, and teams. Um, And through that work, I've just been able to be connected with so many amazing people. And Kay is one of those people. Um, And I'm really excited for this podcast because um, in season, I guess, two, at least, Kay is someone that I know the least, um, have known the least amount of time. So the podcast will be good for me. I'll get to know Kay as well. You all listeners, get to know Kay as well. I know Kay is going to drop some gems just from our conversations over the last uh, month and a half or so. So before I go too far, because I will, I always I always get into the <laughs> intro and I'm like, I will just talk all day. Um, Kay, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell people who you are, what you do, any relevant information, and then, yeah. um, you know, I'll jump in. <laughs> yeah, so um, my name is Creative Kay, pretty much. I got, I've been in Charlotte for probably about 10 years now. Jeez, almost 10 <laughs> years now. Um, so pretty much when I came down here, I wasn't doing too much in the dance industry um, where I'm from, from Connecticut. So street dance was kind of my thing. Um, coming down here, it was more of a, it was more of a, how do I put it? It was more closed off than being in the city. There weren't too many places where you could just go and kind of like, fit in so um, mm-hmm. I think that balance especially being a female that in the street dance was always like a struggle because you don't fit in with the guys but you don't fit in with the girls so it was kind of mm-hmm. finding that balance um so with that I kind of started going to studios a bit more I was like okay I'll bite the bullet I'll do this stuff I don't want to do <laughs> um <laughs> but I ended up meeting a lot of great people and it kind of 
help with my professionalism that the street dance wasn't offering at that time. And um, from there, I was able to be in different groups, fams, teams, whatever you want to name them, and just kind of realize that there was still that bridge that was missing because mm. there was so much going on. And um, actually, when I came down here, it was crazy because it was like one of my insecurities that it was like, dang, like, I know all these people, but like, nobody invites me anywhere Mm. (laughs) it really started off like I was like dang like everybody was like yo I always see you out and I'm like yeah but like nobody picks me (laughs) like Uh uh honestly like so no (laughs) so honestly it was one of those things where it was like okay if I'm going to be in this fam, this fam, how do I change that? Because I've always kind of been the glue in a sense. Mm. Um, And that's where I kind of realized things were lacking. So it was like, okay, instead of this being my insecurity, like, dang, why is everybody okay with just like leaving K? It was like, how do I use this to my advantage that everybody is cool with using K and just leaving her? And it became a thing of, I'm just going to be the one to bring people together. Um, So... It was really like turning an insecurity into a passion and a purpose because literally the thing that now is driving me is the thing that made me want to give up on dance, entertainment industry, anything, period. So mm. um, my main style, I claim light feet from up top, up north, light feet, waves popping. I studied under a few people in the street dance community, nothing too serious. I can do choreo. Don't claim it, though. don't claim it like that but I can and um yeah when I came down here dance was really just different for me it just opened up my eyes to like okay there's more than like dancing in the street like you get paid to like do stuff stuff with dance here Uh you know it's like my homies are on the subway or they're on the street like there is not you know getting booked so when I came here and I saw that I was like do you mean to tell me like you guys have the ability to be booked down here and you guys don't do anything (laughs) like so you know it was kind of like okay cool so supply and demand literally it was like what's missing and what can I bring um and from there you know I realized sessions were the thing that brought people together somewhat um it wasn't necessarily (laughs) it wasn't necessarily like a bringing together it was more of a I really want to dance and I'll bite the bullet even if I don't like you. But it was still mm-hmm. like missing that love and that community feel that I think I got back home. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, people were like, I'm gonna come to the session, but I still don't want to be around this person. I still, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, damn, like, Weirdos. <laughs> like, where does it end? Like, how are we ever going to like get out of this um, if you don't force people to be in an uncomfortable situation around each other? Mm. So from there, started doing sessions, um, a lot of sessions sometimes two people would come sometimes 20 people would come it was how like, it goes okay, you know so then one day I don't know what the day it was but I did a session at the boardwalk and like 30 people came and it was just like dang like it was like break dancers and crumpers and contemporary and everybody was dancing I mean like every style even people stopping on the street so it was just like okay an idea light bulb but it was like, mm. nah, because I don't want, because like, I don't want that much pressure on me. I'm still like light bulb, but no. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, you know, I'm still kind of thinking that, um, you know, it started in Amelie's, which was a location that was like Shout a out to place. Amelie's. Yeah. Shout out to Amelie's. Rest in peace, Amelie's. <laughs> Rest in peace. 
you know, that was like our safe space, you know, for people's practices, events, sessions, labs, everything. So it was kind of like, okay, we got Amelie's, let's start doing, you know, culture sessions. And I was just like, it's just going to be for the culture. It's going to be every Thursday. Thursday was my one off day of work. I was like, let's get it, culture sessions. Everybody's like, all right, cool. So then I started kind of like tricking people. Um, not like tricking on purpose, but like I would like kind of lie to people, like, no, like, no, it's really just gonna be crump, bro, or no, it's really just gonna be light feet, and just kind of forcing them to come out and then being like, yeah. just kidding, it's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we just kept like vibing, and then like one day I was sitting, it was me, a few people from QC Crump and Ungraceful Jay, and this is like towards uh-huh. the end of Amelie's when they cut the power and the heat <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything. We were just like sitting there cold like on the floor and I just like had enough <laughs> like I had enough and I like, pulled out my notebook and I was just like bro like what is the reason that like we're in this situation like why is there never like a platform like why is this always happened you know like before Camp North End became commercialized that was the spot Ooh, now we yep. now we get kicked out because it's restaurants and businesses so we can't do that anymore you know we had Camp North End then we had uh-huh. Amelie's We've had other spots. Some people will go to the boardwalk. Now the boardwalk's a little bit modernized. They don't really want that out there neither, you know? So how do we keep, you know, how do we get out of this cycle of just constantly having like a platform and then it just like snatched away because it's not for dance, you know, things are not necessarily for dance in Charlotte. There's a lot of things that are for dance in the sense of dancers will bring it to life so y'all can come, but it's not for us. But it's not for us. You know? You're still behind that artist, behind that drummer, behind that, you know, musician Uh and things like that. A feature, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, they'll spin it like, yeah, but we need dancers. Of course you do. It's the entertainment. Uh But where do we finally get the actual recognition of not being a backup dancer or, you know, not being in the shadows? So I was like, okay. And but my first thing was like, is there even an audience for that? Because, you know, it just doesn't feel that respected. So, boom, Culture Clash is born. Boom. Okay, there. stop, look. stop, boom, <laughs> look. boom, look. chill. <laughs> there it is. Because <laughs> I know I just need, <laughs> I just need a second. Because I haven't, I haven't heard this story before. So I need, Yeah. I need, okay. So before we even go too far, there's a couple little pieces of history that we have to plug in here. And some things I want to highlight. If you listen to the podcast listeners or viewers on YouTube, because you can't watch it on YouTube, you know that I don't ever want us to skip over a gem. I would hate for that to happen. So I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that we catch a couple that Katie <laughs> dropped all fucking ready. First of all, um, I know Kay because of uh, her partner, Aaron, is best friends with my best friend, um, Jason Dawkins. And if you have been kept, keeping up with the podcast all this time, he was on season one. I believe he was maybe one of the first episodes um, kicking it with baby Jay. It was a random conversation, which turned out <laughs> amazing. Um, but I know Aaron through Jason um, and Aaron and I, I mean, she's also a dancer. She's in the scene. So I know of her, um, but me leaving and not being here for the past couple of years, I mean, I haven't even been in the city, you know, I'm in Concord, but the city of Charlotte, so to speak, um, for about 10 years, college to LA and then coming back about 10 years total. So um, (laughs) judging by Kay's timeline, when I was leaving, Kay was coming in um, 
And so I met Kay 2021 at the first culture class. Yeah, uh, essentially, like the first time. Um, I'm sure we had, no, we maybe, we might've crossed paths the Amelie's a couple of times before that, but we actually really started politicking at the yeah. culture class. And folks were like, oh, this is Kay's show. And I'm like, who the hell <laughs> is Kay? Because whoever <laughs> Kay is, is the GOAT right now. Um, so that's how I know Kay. And so I'm sure we'll get to our like relationship and how it's developed, but also cut to, this is spring. 2015 um I was living in LA for six months um 2014 going into 2015 and then I had to come back and finish my degree and if you listen to the podcast you know that was a shit show for me it was very rough very tough times for the kid um and one of the things that saved my life was going to dance and there was no there was not really a scene um we had just lost prism and culture i mean uh kodachrome and these organizations that were around when i was in college and so i jason was like oh i'm gonna pull up to this session these guys are having whatever at this spot didn't even really know it was amelie's um but that was the night 2015 i met Taiko, and i met ungraceful jay before i even knew who these guys were so the fact that these sessions and things have been happening um, that people were getting connected with and to, then I connected with that community. I mean, again, back in 2015, left again, went back to LA, was doing my thing, came back at the end of 2020. And one of the first people that I happened to see out at Amelie's was Taiko. So um, you did something that you didn't even know. I mean, you helped me keep dancing in the city and you didn't even know that you helped me keep dancing in the city. So knowing that you were one of the organizers of the Amelie sessions and um, and it's really dope that it was called culture sessions first. I was always wondering where the culture clash came from. Um, so culture sessions first is really, really tight. And I don't wanna skip over these. I think you said, no, yeah. Well, I mean, you have a lot of gems, but I'm gonna just point out too. So I don't um, go crazy on the podcast. But the first one was this. Kay said, I was insecure about something. And so instead of choosing to stay insecure about it, I flipped it on its head. Okay. Jody in the last episode was talking about letting go of fear and, and just understanding that at any point you can act. And so there's, there, there's that first gem for you, man. Sometimes that thing that really stresses you or presses you is your opportunity to innovate or to create nuance. Um, and also many times there are other people with that same point of stress as well. There were other people in the community who, I mean, now we have culture clash, so people have somewhere to go and to feel like they belong. But if you didn't have a group or a clique, I imagine that there were a lot of other people who felt like they weren't getting invited out, but they didn't really, they, they had to kind of show up and hope that somebody was going to reach out to them. So shout out to Kay. Also, the second thing he said was Thursday was my only day off. So you're working six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> and still programming for the community. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't want to hear no excuses out there. Once this None. drops, I don't want to hear, oh man, I, you know, I work or I da 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 da. Like I know people got things going on. I'm not hating on nobody, but just don't say you can't do it because Kay did it with one day. <laughs> Her only day out the week, Kay, Kay made it and made it happen. So boom, 
now we're there overtime <laughs> we're caught up i mean overtime definitely but but you did it that's what i'm saying <laughs> you did it you could have stayed at home on your only day off but you didn't stay home yeah you made something happen for the community so now now i'm back i know i'll call a timeout ref we're good back in play boom culture clash was born let's let's get back into that because i'm i need this story and the people <laughs> need the story yeah um boom culture clash is born <laughs> <laughs> the baby is here um now how i imagine culture clash in the beginning was still not supposed to be to the extent that it became when i imagine culture clash even like if i go back to the notebook is literally a notebook it says culture clash there's a list of like my me and my five friends who I talk to because I don't talk to a lot of people and literally it's like showcase now studio 1212 um which is a location in Charlotte um mm-hmm. Jim McGuire owns it he's always been very supportive of the dance community like well before me I know he shot some of them if any people are familiar with Johnny, Johnny Michaels, he shot a lot of stuff for Johnny in that studio. He's Shout out to Johnny. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of stuff for people in that studio as far as artists, musicians. He's really heavily involved in the culture. Um, but I didn't even know he did event rentals, like mm-hmm. that he could use his place for an event because it doesn't look like a place you would throw something in. So, you know, one day I was just, you know, I'm talking to Ungraceful Jay and I'm like, bro, we need to like find somewhere to do this. Like we can't do it anomalies and I don't got the money for a building (laughs) so what do we do like and in my head I'm like I'm kind of downplaying and I'm like well we know we don't need like a huge space because Mm -hmm. it's just gonna be like a little showcase and again the goal always for culture clash I'm actually gonna read it I have a mission statement that I wrote like the first mission statement I've ever written I need that Mm. for culture sessions this says, okay, October 14th, 2020. I got eight. at 8.08 p.m. <laughs> so, and literally, okay, so Culture Counts, which is, it was called Culture Counts, hashtag Culture Counts. And that was pretty much, it was going to be like a newsletter that dropped every week. And it was just going to kind of like invite people to the session, let them know what we're doing. This is all still at Amelie's. Says admin, me, ungraceful Jay, and Taco. This is the only yo. Like, shout out to the boys. Shout so out to the like, boys. we made a group hey. chat. So the mission, the purpose, it says, okay. The purpose is to break down the creative barriers and social clicks between different types of freestyle and industry dancers, to use knowledge mm. and training to enhance the culture of dance, focusing on the blend of styles for a bigger impact on the dance community. So that was what I sent out to everybody and was like, hey, this is what I'm doing because I don't have a way to sell it. So this is the mission. This is the purpose. So if this is something you feel like you want to be a part of. Wow. Come to Culture Counts. Come to Culture Sessions. And I, the very beginning, I'm big on loyalty. Like anybody who knows me, like I treat my friends like brothers, like sisters. So in the very beginning, I was like, very this is for us like this is for us like I only want my homies on the lineup like because I was just like it was going to either be for the people who have been with me from the beginning or the Mm -hmm. constant people that I've had come up to me who have never had a platform that are dope because there's so many amazing people here and people are always coming up to me 
because they would see the things that I do before I came back to Charlotte in like Atlanta or when I would go to Florida and things and like, hell, hey, how can I do this here, here? And I'm just like, man, like, you know, like, let's just start in Charlotte, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because like home court advantage, you need to have respect where you're from, which Facts. is something that's very big that goes over a lot of people. You know, a lot of people will city hop, city hop. If you are not respected where you are first, you're not going to go to somebody else's city and tear things mm-hmm. up. Nope, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And that's like one thing that I think creators, like they get frustrated at how things are going and they're like, I'm going to move and I'm going to do it here. And it's like, no. So my main thing always was to get the respect of my city. Though I'm not from Charlotte, I feel like I've been here long enough. I've went through enough adolescence here long enough to claim it. So yes, I claim Charlotte. So here it was like, y'all are my people. I want this for y'all. Like before mm-hmm. y'all worry about how we do this in Atlanta, how we do this in Miami, I'm telling you right now, there's something we can do right here that we have to do now. Yeah. So everybody was like, okay, you know, I, you know, it sounds cool. But again, everybody's still thinking it's real going to be real simple. Mm-hmm. So my head, you know, the marketing part of me is like, okay, let's be realistic. I go to studio 1212. They tell me how much the building is. I'm like, sheesh. All right. <laughs> so if we're doing this, we do need to bring some people out, huh? So I go to Studio 1212. Jim worked with me. We kind of worked out a really amazing deal because he believed in it. He was like, I know what mm-hmm. you want to do. Um, and I'm like, all right, now it's time to pick my lineup. Boy, when it's time, to- <laughs> that's when you realize who are your friends and who are not your friends. No when it's time to pick out a lineup and let people know why this and why that. When it's time to explain and break things down, you realize the people who are not really there with you because there will be a lot of feelings that get hurt along the way, not even intentionally, but for business reasons. So when it came to the lineup, originally I was like, okay, culture clash. It has to be a split between my choreo heads and it has to be my freestyle heads, but it has to be a split. It's a culture clash. So originally my favorite number is seven, number of completion. So- Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to do seven and seven. First culture clash. It was supposed to be 14 acts. Seven freestylers, seven choreographers. Boom. First culture clash is, pro- is all my friends. If you look at the lineup, <laughs> first culture clash is in a nutshell, all my friends. And again, it was just like a loyalty thing. I didn't really feel like searching for that. I get that. You know, yeah. building new connections at that point. It was really more of a, this is what me and my people can do, you know, um, reached out to them, have a lot of people that were like, okay, cool, got a little buzz. We did a whole bunch of like little promo videos. I think, matter of fact, you were in one of the promo videos, but that was for the second, that was for season two. Yeah, 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 I was Yeah, like I was, you know, I was doing, trying to do the things to make it, you know, I made the Culture Clash page. Like, I was like, all right, like, we're gonna, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Yeah, legit. So the first one, that's April 16th, which we're coming up on the one year anniversary, April 16th. Um, and I just remember being like, okay, this isn't about money. I just don't want people not to come. Cause that's one thing I do now. I do have an ego. So I was like, <laughs> if people don't come, I probably will never like show my face again because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when I first also started realizing there's like K that people respect, but then there's like the homie people respect. So it was like all the people who I expected to kind of like be there and get their ticket didn't so I was like yeah. Yeah. dang so I guess we're just like not cool on that level which is fine but like hurt my feelings it a is bit, something but to it know. was an yeah. eye opener that mm-hmm. not as many people you know were gonna be a part so the first one happens um Thomas DJ Kid Grady 
Shout out. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Known him since high school, actually. So it's just like crazy how the universe works because I never thought that like outside of high school, I'd see him again. So when I saw mm-hmm. him on the scene, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And he's one of the very first people I was just like, this is when he just started getting back into his DJing really, really heavily. And like, he's sending me his SoundCloud mixes he's been working on and all types of stuff. And I'm like, bro, like, I need you to be like my permanent culture class DJ. Mm. Like, Shout out anybody. to Kid Grady, by the way. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to that nigga Law. Woo. Know that. So I'm like, bro, I need you. And he's like, yeah, when is it? Like, he, he's like, yeah, like, I'm working on it now. Like, he's just That's like, Thomas, I'm, like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like, cool. That's locked in. This is the first one. Then I'm like, all right, now I'm trying to secure a team, you know? I'm like, I still want it to be my homie. So now it's time to host. I'm like, hosting dance events is a certain type of energy. Mm-hmm. So who but the only extra <laughs> extra shout out to that man <laughs> who but him <laughs> so oh gosh so the roster is just building so now it's like okay i got tom tom not call him tom tom by his nickname on the podcast <laughs> but <laughs> i got tom here i'm like i got tyler so now i'm like okay and it's like my homies are tight so already i'm like the lineup is the easiest part yeah like you know, so I'm like, okay, I got the lineup. I got Thomas. I got extra. We're in there. First culture clash comes. And I'm like, oh, people are here. Like, yeah, that it was, it was pretty packed. I can say I was at that's, I was at that first show. I've been out to yeah. all of them, thank God. But that first show was packed. It was lit in there. I mean, shoulder to shoulder. And it was like, okay, nice. Okay. It all like, <laughs> It clicked, but still then it was still like a very like humbling moment. I don't think I really took it as like a, yeah, you did it. Like a lot of people were like, you know, like, oh my God, but I don't know. I think I really take things as like a, I look at things and it takes me a minute to celebrate because I look at it and I'm like a perfectionist and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is cool. Like I look at it almost as like a lesson and I'm kind of like, okay, this is cool and all, but this can be bigger than this. So it's all right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, meanwhile, everybody's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, you know, like gotta be humble. And at the end of the day, I know where it can go. That it's not like yeah. the end result. So like to yeah. me, it was just, it's still beautiful and I'm appreciative, but um, I was like, this is nice. But like, now that I see what it can do, oh no, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one. There was no theme, no nothing, you know? Yeah, like, that it was... was still- it was very naked. This was the first one. Like I hadn't thought about doing themes yet. I was just mm. like, I didn't even know how many times a year I wanted to do it. It was just like a do it, you know, just to go yeah. for it. And matter of fact, even after that, I still didn't know if I want to do another culture class. I just did a free dance party. Like mm-hmm. gave back to the community, just did a free dance party, food, drinks, space, everything, you know, like it was still like, I wanted it to feel community-based. And I think Studio mm. 1212 really, helped morph culture clash because of how intimate it was my main thing Mm. always with culture clash was intimacy because one of again one of my insecurities was always being that person in the background or feeling like I wasn't like you know supposed to be around Mm. these people because they're you know the known or cloud or whatever the terms are so Mm -hmm. in my head I was like if people are going to be on the flyer the audience needs to feel like they can connect with you I'm big on everybody being on the same level I don't care who you are so I never wanted it to feel like a oh I'm on the flyer and I don't know you're going to be in the crowd with the people too like Mm -hmm. you know like that's a different type of energy as well as dance for me where I grew up you know doing dance I'm big on crowd and energy that like makes me dance 
So mm. I don't really do well being like 50 feet away from the crowd, like this big, like that doesn't make me dance well. Like <laughs> I'm good with like people being up on me. That's the type of energy I was raised in. So like yeah, theater etiquette that. and being like calm and person being like 90 yards away is like, no, like that's nice to look no, at. Yeah, we're like, going we to yell, we're going to scream. Yeah, but like I need her. to feel it. You know, I need that yeah. extra. So it was always like, okay, cool. And that was always my hardest issue, you know, with finding venues. Cause I was like, no, I still need that intimate feel. Like I still mm. need people to feel connected. I don't need people to get a ticket to their seat and feel like, okay, well I paid for this experience and I, I didn't get to know like, and I think that's the reason why culture class moves so many people because you know, some dancers, you got them in the crowd. People were coming up to me crying. telling me mm. this is their first dance event and things like that. And that's not the type of connection you can necessarily get if you don't get to speak to somebody, you know? Mm. So the first one, it was, it was rock. It was real rocky. I'm not going to lie. It was rocky. And it was definitely like a beginner. Like now that I look at it, because I look at the recap videos all the time, like all three back to back to back sometimes. And I look at the first one, like, oh, nah, like, you probably want it. Yeah. Oh, nah, that wasn't it. (laughs) What was, if you don't mind me asking your, if you could pick one, I know it's probably tough, maybe even two, Mm -hmm. but big lessons or takeaways that you got um from the first from specifically the first show um the first one the biggest lesson is i could say this in a nice way not everybody has to be a part Mm. and Mm. for me that was like a big thing because again I'm big on loyalty so I was always trying to like fit my homies in like anywhere I could like maybe you could just you know maybe you could hold a painting like anything like (laughs) I'm just like trying to and that was like my first thing realizing like not everybody has to be a part because you're cool because you're friends and that was like hard for me because I always was like the person who's like no that's my homie so yeah like you're gonna be over here too but giving everybody that pride and giving everybody that entitlement of that they were on culture class staff Mm. even to now it became very hard to break because they felt like since they've been there since April now I deserve this and it was like whoa like (laughs) you know like no that's not Mm. what that was like Mm -hmm. so one big lesson I would say not everybody has to be a part like some people are meant to just buy a ticket and support and that's okay that is okay (laughs) <laughs> and now yeah. I'm, I'm now learning that that's okay though like before like I would feel bad like even my friends I'll be like no like don't worry about a ticket like I would feel so bad that they weren't involved yeah. that I was like come for free because I was mm. always like looking to give something back to like my yeah. people who I feel like held me down so now I'm just finally getting like to putting my foot down and being like yeah if there's no room for it if we don't need you in this way not that you're useless but like it's okay to just yeah you just don't serve a purpose at this time yeah period so that um that's my big i would say that's like the number one thing and i'm still going through that i learned that more and more each one <laughs> like and how old are you okay just for 25 the listeners yeah 25. <laughs> she's 25 guys so just know that she's stomping on necks at 25 been doing it for all this time so yeah that's that was like a big one i would say the second one would be write everything down yeah man document write everything down i mean write things down everything 
notes, I don't care ideas, conversations on a paper, like everything, because yeah. I've never realized like I always knew that I was good at like planning. You know, I used to host regular parties, college party stuff like that. But when it comes to like you being in charge of your own stuff, one slip of the mind, everything is off. Like everything is off. And yeah. writing things down has saved my life. I mean, I have notes for days now because my brain was just literally for a long time, just like fried from culture clash. And mm. I would be forgetting small things that made it harder for me to be a leader because I'm forgetting. And it was literally just as simple as put it in your calendar, like write it down. Mm. But you know, I was just moving so much that I'd be like, no, I'm gonna remember to do that. You know, you try to do too much. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. guess that also ties into with also getting rest because there was a point in time, I would say the second culture class, really not so much for the third one. The second one, I think I probably had like five breakdowns the week of like, and I was mm. like, I can't do this. Like, I cannot do this. Like it was so much because I just wasn't taking any breaks. And it really, when I look back at it, it wasn't any like make it or break it stuff. I was definitely being dramatic, but <laughs> in the moment, it's real though. It's real. in the moment, like the pressure is at an all-time high so I would say yeah my lessons has probably been patience organization and not everybody has to do everything like some mm. people are just meant to be friends and it's okay yeah um yeah I I do I do want to hit on um just not knowing like yeah. I I think it's really really important too and um we've had this conversation and I think it's important maybe just to say it on the podcast for creators, entrepreneurs, artists, especially if you're innovating anything, you won't know. You just, you just won't know. Like you, there's no way, you know, I laugh sometimes. I actually had a call with my guys yesterday. We we're getting ready to um, roll out BNBE in North Hollywood again for this year. And you know, we're coming up on two years and we laugh at some of the things that we did in our first year. Like, why would we set up our vendors this way? Why didn't we do this on socials? Like, and in the experience of it, you learn a lot, you gain a lot. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage anyone who's listening, um, especially if you respect um, Kay and thinks she's great, because I think she's great. Um, and you're like, wow, I could never be Kay. She just seems like she has it together. Um, she does have it together and she's amazing. Um, but also I will tell you from working with her that Kay just knows that you, you won't have every answer at every, at any given time, you know? Um, so I would just like encourage you guys just to know that you won't have all the answers. Um, Kay just finished her third event, which was stellar. Um, and I'm Thank sure you. there are still things that you're thinking about that you're like, damn, I wish I would have, or, you know, yeah, no, next definitely. time I will dot, dot, dot. So, um, don't get discouraged guys if you don't know especially if you're starting from scratch just get those feet wet and just know that your feet are gonna have to get wet I don't know yeah it's it's gonna happen it'll mm. it'll flow and it'll be organic too it'll not like some stuff I know we've had conversations where like we've thought of a last minute idea and like I've thrown it on you out of nowhere like <laughs> Josh can you, can you please uh, uh, and like we'll think about it and we're like well we'll come back to it in three days Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just yeah. happens like that 
as yeah. opposed to when it's on your brain and you're like, well, no, it has to be done today, you know? So it's good to have organization, but you got to be realistic with yourself, you know? Mm. Like, you have to be realistic. Like, there's some days where I've had, like, five bullet points on my list, and I'm like, okay, now, <laughs> you, <laughs> now you know you're not going to all these stores today. Right, right. You on know, top like, of living the life that you have to live. Like, unrealistic. So I think, like, yeah. definitely, like, you got to be realistic with yourself because mm. you're going to get like that, where you are like going to, like, you are going to try to do it all because you want it done, you know, but mm. realistically, like I said, take that rest because <laughs> it so will get done. Where, where are you at now in your work-life balance? You know, um, obviously first show, it was probably a lot. Second show, I know you said there yep. was just too much happening. Um, what have you, like skills or habits have you developed to help you manage that the workload because I know that you also um, not to just put all your business out there but yeah you also have like a personal life you're in a relationship you also like work a job yes. um and you're a community organizer you travel you and not only do you show up for your events K is good for showing up to anyone's event that's in the city even if yeah. K just drops by <laughs> even if it's just a minutes. second like I'm gonna make it I mean you'll see yeah. me for a second <laughs> so how do you balance all that out because I look (laughs) well for one okay well for one my list my notes in my phone are ridiculous Mm. every Sunday night from what I do know I try to plan my things out like two weeks in advance Mm -hmm. so every Sunday I have like a permanent list that I just change things out where it's literally Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday and I prioritize Mm. the things I have to do so I've gotten a lot better with saying no. Like if people invite me stuff to do the day of or the day before, it's usually going to be a no. So like mm-hmm. if you see me at an event, I've known about it. There's some events that I do miss because it's last minute work. I made a promise to myself because I did quit my job for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was cute. I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I Ooh, was kind of yep. like, I made the promise to myself. I used to work third shift. So for mm-hmm. one, that's that was not it. I said, if I'm going to go back to work, I'm going to do first shift (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that because I have no issue waking up early. I was like, I still need to have my day. So if I'm going to go to work, I need to be off by like 3 p.m. Give myself Mm -hmm. evening because too much stuff goes on in the evening for me to be at work. So that was the first thing. If I'm going to work, it's going to be during the daytime. That's high balance work. If it's not first shift, I'm not going to work. And I'm pretty good, usually off work by three. And that gives me my day. I don't work Mm -hmm. weekends. I always Mm -hmm. tell jobs. No weekends, and I gotta be off by like three, four during the week. Like if we can't yeah. do that, hold it down. I can't work here. <laughs> like that's a little work. That's with that. Um, relationship wise, is I feel like when you deal with somebody who's like your friend, it makes it easier. Um, like if you deal with somebody who's not your friend, that's gonna be an issue. But when you deal with somebody who's your, your friend, it comes with a lot of understanding and a lot mm. of communication. So it's never like a, oh my gosh, you're so busy. Where's the time for me? It's always mm. like a, oh, what do you have going on today? Oh, that's dope. And then treat it as a, well, this is when I'm free. So this is our time for us. Even though that right. sounds like a 50 year old. <laughs> but that's what <laughs> like, it is at I, this moment. When yeah. I say it out loud, it sounds like a 50 year old man. <laughs> But like, no, like really, because I mean, 
you know, especially when you guys both work, like, there'd be times where it's like, yeah, I know we said we was going out to eat, but like, you know, we're both going to sleep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things of, yeah, like definitely. And it helps when they're in the same industry as you, because you yeah. know, it's kind of like two birds in one stone. It's like, we haven't really had any time to spend together, but I have to go to this event and you'll probably enjoy it too. So like, mm-hmm. let's knock out two birds in one stone and we'll just go out to eat after. Like, yeah. You know, you find compromise. You got to kind of find people that either respect what you do completely Mm. or to a certain extent understand because there's never really, never really like a headbutt with the quality time or the free time because you're Mm. just like, you know what I'm doing and you're involved too, you know? Yeah. So, especially if they can see the vision. Yeah. So, like I said, understanding and respect is always like a got you good communication. There's really no time to bump heads. And as far as, balancing going to all these events and stuff like I just tell people like drop me the flyer and like maybe I'll <laughs> be there but like yeah everything in Charlotte is far and <laughs> I'm gonna try to pull up but my yeah. thing with that is always I always look at it again as a loyalty thing a lot of the events I go to I make it my duty because these are people who've been in culture clash Facts. so like even if I'm like dead tired like I'll be like I'm gonna go show my face and support because they're in a culture clash and it's the least I can do is give them the same love back and it's really just more of like a priority thing that I make happen because it's like a motivation like I would want them to do that for me like I would hate for somebody to be like oh dang five minutes away from culture clash and like not stop by because they're tired (laughs) you know like so I would just want the same respect um so I try to be everywhere that I can be to show people that even if I'm not there you know I'm there. Um, yeah. A lot of people, like a lot of different communities reach out to me, you know, Carolina Dance Committee, QC Crump, Talk about Nation, it. Talk Crazy about Beat, it. Talk I mean, about Dance District. And that's like, just, oh, and that's just in the state. You, you, like, you, you know, good. so like, and these are people I talk to on the regular that, that are like, mm-hmm. yo, like I, you know, I'll help you. I got you. And it's just mm-hmm. balance. And I think also like knowing when to shut down, like there's days now where I, for a fact, my phone is on do not disturb. I don't get on Instagram. And like people, mm-hmm. it's funny because people be like, are you okay? Like if I don't post, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but like, That's me too. there's there's definitely detox days because it does sometimes become a lot. And there's days where I will sleep until 3 p.m. Like, mm-hmm. you're right, I sure will. And I think yeah. like you have to find those days. Like it sucks. There's some days I really want to go do stuff. I've had friends come in town. I've missed birthday parties, you know, yeah. things like that. You know, I've missed family events, but you have to take that time because- I've overworked myself before to like to the point where I felt sick. Like the second mm-hmm. culture clash, I keep bringing yeah. that one up. <laughs> that one literally almost took me. So like, <laughs> so like no, because every day I was like eyes red, and that's when I was working third shift. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting off work, back up, like feeling crazy. So I think I've just really like developed more of like a respect for myself as like a business mm-hmm. person and understood that like you can say no and like. You don't have to give yourself to everybody. And I'm not like as accessible as I used to be. Glory. Mm. So. Damn, Kay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are actually, I mean, I'm not surprised. We, but we're we're very similar in a lot of ways too. And in the feeling that that draw to give, um, I always say that because of the way that I grew up, certain dynamics in my household, that I'm always trying to go and build little families. I'm always trying yeah. to bring people <laughs> together and like make community. So I relate to that heavy. 
Um, and I will say that you might be beating me in this place here because I don't very <laughs> often give myself a break. Um, yeah. You know, I was independent last year too. I was just traveling, only doing just car, just consulting, just coordinating. This year, I'm back at part time. I mean, again, our real our situations yeah, are so fucking close. You, like, <laughs> I've said the same things so though. I said it has to be first shift. Um, <laughs> these are the days that I'm available to work. I do have my own business. I told him I travel once a month, so like I'll be gone for a couple of days every month because I travel for work as well. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, especially since I started working again, I'm trying to make I'm trying to be much better about is and I wrote in my journal is like, I have to give myself permission to do things that other people might not understand or agree with. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sleeping till 3 PM, missing plans, like making a change last minute kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, like, because especially in our position, we are the engine for so much happening. I mean, you more than me in this, um, especially like in this area, but I know that I can think about times in college or especially in my work um, on the West Coast that I have to be together. I have to be <laughs> organized, put on, or else nothing else is going to... It all goes down, yeah. You right. know, so I, yeah, no, effect, I fuck with so. that. I really like that. And I need to, I'm going to, I hear you say that because um, today I had one of those days too. I had some other things like planned to do. Um, and I just let myself pick them up at any point yeah. during the day. Like instead of, you know, get up in the morning, da, 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 da. I am like a routine base. So get up, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like I am that person. But today yeah. I just was like, fuck it get up eat a different and I think breakfast we had that like, conversation too the day before mm -hmm. uh, culture clash like when you called me and we were like yeah like let's just like hang out and like and you were like what are you doing and I was like nothing <laughs> like nothing I'm not doing anything today like I woke up I went out to eat breakfast came back home and I think like you got called into work that day or did something. get like, called into work I was and I pissed. remember I was just like damn like we both said we weren't doing anything today we were like, supposed to hang out the whole day and just kick it and just eat and smoke and prepare yeah, and, and like just... I ended up having to go pick up artwork and stuff anyway. yeah <laughs> like yes yeah, so I was just like okay just kidding but like I'm really not doing anything now after three but like yeah. <laughs> well, definitely no like you gotta put that foot down because it's yeah. it's wicked man it's um and also just for listeners um I was honored and um it was so amazing I helped coordinate the last culture clash, um, which we will recap, season three, Heartbreak Hotel. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I saw culture clash season one. I was blown away. Um, I had been doing programming and things for, I mean, since the, the entirety of my time in North Carolina. Um, I was working at the Y first and doing programs there, then college, and then in the community. So always programming. Um, so I saw culture clash one. I was blown away. I came, obviously helped choreograph for QC Crump for Culture Clash 2. Um, One of the and best then performances, I, most talked about performances you know <laughs> for <saying>? many reasons. <laughs> you know, uh, controversy and all, we did it. And, um, and I made sure that at that show, I tried to just like insert myself. I was like, well, let me just hang up a flyer. Or let me just da da da. Yeah. Let me just, you know. That was, um, because, that, that was his audition right there when I went. You know? <laughs> Look, I could because I could see it. I could see from where I was standing 
where you were at because I had been there. Um, and I could also, not that you didn't have support, because I know that you did have support. You had a, you had a, a few dedicated, a really amazing Sev, Aaron, um, Baby J was picking up where he can, be smooth. Like, I know you had like a lot of people there who were there to help, and I probably missed some names um, from season two, but I could just see that you needed somebody to maybe take some things out of your brain as opposed to yeah. off of your hands. Um, and so again, yeah, guys, I was honored and blessed to help coordinate season three, um, which was a, just, I don't know. It's, it <laughs> feels really special for me to be able to, um, I respect Kay a lot. I think Kay is a boss. Uh, just a conversation. I'm sure you can tell that Kay is a boss. I consider myself a boss as well. Um, and Kay is not that much younger than me. I mean, I'll be 30 in April, but just at 25, I wish that there was someone who came and maybe just stood next to me. Um, and I had moments where shout out to people like Rache Mackey, Sarah Rowe, um, Marcus Harmon, uh, Jared Rice, Momo, like when I was shooting Real Talk and doing all these other big projects that I had people who said, well, yeah. what do you need from me? Um, so yeah, cut to me actually working for Culture Clash. And then, yeah, so we worked together for about a month. And then the day before the show, I was supposed to have off of work. She's supposed to have off of work. We're supposed to hang out the entire day, prep for the show, get in our vibe. And then I got called into work, which threw my whole plan into Nebula. So. Of course. <laughs> Life of a boss, um, man. Of course. I know. Always, right? Life of a boss. And it also is tough when you're great, too. So, you know, I'm great in my life. Yep. And so I'm great at Waffle House as well. <laughs> um, and so I would like to talk about season three for sure. But um, before I get there, there is something, I, a question I had on my list. And yeah, viewers, if you're watching, if I look down, I'm looking at my notes. I have a bunch of questions here. Uh, oh, so we were saying in season one, it was kind of just you running. Season two, you kind of started establishing a team. And I know that part of that is loyalty for you. Yeah. Part of that is people that you know. Uh, and so for season three, the team, at least from my vantage, was the largest that it's been, which makes sense because it was like kind of yeah. like the biggest event. So my question is, what do you look for in a teammate, in somebody who, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm down, I'm down yeah. to help kind of thing. But oh, what really sells it for you um, when you're looking for someone to come and help with a project? Um, honestly, loyalty and consistency. Anything, I feel like anything else could be taught. Yeah, no cap. <laughs> like anything else can be taught. Like if I tell somebody I need help with this, usually for one, I already don't, I never put something into somebody's hands that's just going to be like they're <laughs> started from scratch, never done mm -hmm, it. So mm -hmm. if I'm putting something in your hands, it's something that I trust you with or something I know at least somebody else can help you with or I can help you with so you won't mm -hmm. be alone. But when it comes to picking a team, loyalty and consistency. Consistency is like a big thing with me. You probably have like not even one time to like back out on me without a good reason before mm -hmm. I never ask you again. And not even like it's going to be a beef when I see you, but like, I will just never ask you again. <laughs> like, right, right. And that's like holding people accountable because, you know, right now I'm at a point where things are getting bigger and things are getting better. And I have to be very careful of my energy that I'm giving to people. And I have to figure out people's intentions. 
you know, there's a lot of people who were invited to the first one and they didn't know how culture clash was going to be. So they said no, who now mm. in the third one want to be on to that. You know, there's a lot of people who backed out on the second one still, because even though they saw the first one, they still didn't know how great it would be, who yeah. now want to be a part of this and a part of that. And where, where do you need this there and here? And that goes to loyalty, you know, it's the thing of why would I put something in the hands of people who've already shown me <laughs> that it wasn't yeah. important when in the beginning it took the most belief, you know, like right now. That's a, that's a, that's a quote right there. In the beginning, it takes the most belief. Yeah. Like in April, it took way more faith than it did in October or in February. Mm-hmm. Not to say in a cocky way, oh, I know it's going to jump because it's culture clash. No, not in even a way of that. But for the first one, I'm walking into a venue I've never used, working with a bunch of people who have never worked with me or each other. Right. I'm working with 25 different personalities, different styles, talking to everybody. It was very, okay, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. The second one, I already knew what to expect, kind of. Yeah. The third one, I still kind of know what to expect. So when I'm looking for people to be down with something, it's like in the beginning, I really had to believe in this. I really had to put a lot of faith in this, a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. Mm. So why would I allow you to come back now that things are easier? Get a taste of what's going on when you didn't, you know, when you didn't get to see what was going on. And that's where it doesn't matter who you are. That goes for dancers. That goes for some of the bigger sponsors that have tried to throw money that I asked, you know, there's some places that I asked to put flyers in their buildings in April. And they told me, no, I can't sell tickets there. I can't put flyers in who are now asking, how can they get their banner at Culture Clash? How can they do this? How can Mm. they do that? So it's, I'm a Scorpio, so I will hold a slight grudge, (laughs) but you're not going to come back in February and enjoy the toast. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so when I'm picking a team, I think of the people who were there in the beginning. Like, again, you know, this is the small things I remember. And, you know, I always say it's the little things because that's one of Josh's, like, favorite quotes when people are dancing. He screams at people. <laughs> so, it's like, the little I, thing. So I always, like, say that now all the time. <laughs> and, like, literally, like, I remember that first culture clash, the only people that helped me put out those chairs and clean up was Be Smooth and Ungraceful Jay. Mm-hmm. Out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Be smooth, who shouldn't have even been outside due to his sickle cell. Thanks. And Ungraceful Jay, who I'd already worked to the bone. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, he performed. And he performed, you know? Those are the yeah. only two people. Chairs, front door, tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are the type of things when I'm building the team who I'm going to remember, you know? Yeah. The people. I'm not saying you have to, like, sacrifice your health to be in culture class. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like, no, show me what you'll do. But like, no, like, really, you know, those are the things that I noticed. I'm not going to blink twice at the people who took a day off work because they wanted to come to culture clash. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not it's not the same type of loyalty and it's not consistent. I have some people mm. that hit me up constantly. I mean, constantly. And then there's people who when the February promotion started going in January, hey, K, hey, K, hey, K, hey, K. And I'm like, dang, I even know you have my number. Damn. Damn. Like, they probably had to get it from somebody else. 
<laughs> and then there's people that do talk to me every day. It doesn't have to be about culture clash. I have some people who literally are just like, how you doing, Ken? Mm-hmm. And I have some people who still are like, when's the next culture clash? Mm-hmm. Which is cool, understandable. I now see what position I'm in. So that's why I say I'm being very mindful mm-hmm. of people's intentions right now. Because yeah. there, is a, there is a lot of blurred line. You know, there yeah. is a lot of, I'm cool with you, but do you just want to make sure you're performing again? Mm. You know? Or do you yeah. really care how my day is going today? Because <laughs> it's yeah. not going too well since you asked. But <laughs> <laughs> do you just want to know about culture clash? You know, like I had somebody like spark up a conversation with me. I can't even remember who it was. I'm not going to put their name out there. But like somebody messaged me a little bit before culture clash February and was like, hey, did you see Spider-Man um, No Way Home yet? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, man, I don't, it's a real great movie. And I was like, yeah, it was cool. And they were like, yeah. So do you have any more culture clash slots? shut up yo bum ass (laughs) i was like not off peter you're like y'all don't understand we comic book niggas out here like i was like i thought we were really about to get into it like (laughs) multiverse and all no like you just wanted to slot bro like oh sheesh oh i know this is so random i'm so sorry i know this has nothing to do with anything but remember, we was in Boom and we was talking about fucking multiverse. And I was yeah. saying how they was going to put that nigga Daredevil and Kingpin. I said, you I did. said I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm did. calling it. I said, Sinister Six. I just, I know Long that they, behold. I know they got my, my line tapped. I know they got it. Tapped. I know they did. They had to be there, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that was so a tangent, what you said, what you said, multiverse. And I was like, yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that you're actually one of the people that I need yeah, to talk no, to about. Yeah, no, that's very stuff. important. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Definitely. Building a team, season one, we get it. Season two was a stress ball. Amazing show, by the way. Super amazing. Um, and again, uh, season two for me, season one, I got it. I understood the showcase. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, season one, I was kind of still finding yeah. myself coming back to the city I had I was still feeling mm-hmm. honestly at that time I was feeling a little bit jaded I was like I don't know if niggas know who's in the room right now kind of like stupid shit like so dumb like who do I think I am mm-hmm. um but season two is where I saw it and um for all Me of my too. listeners who are <laughs> on the west coast um I you know we have something called Club Jete out there and um Carnival which is in a couple of different cities, but it's these big dance showcases. Um, you're usually on a wait list. I remember when I applied for Club Jete, I couldn't get in for four months. I think I applied in October Jeez. and I got in for a February or a March show kind of thing. Um, and Carnival is the same way, super exclusive. You gotta kind of like, you, it's for like more big name choreographers. So it took me a while as a dancer to get on the stage because I had to build my portfolio in the city. Um, but when I was watching season two, it occurred to me that, and I'm, I'm going to send you some stuff on Instagram so you can see, but you're programming at the level of Carnival and Club Jete, which are some of the biggest, most exclusive. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, and that's, and that's not, that's not hype. Like, yeah. And season three, we're going to, we're going to move into that recap before we close. Cause we got to hear about season three, but season three, signed it on dotted line for me like it was I'm like okay there's no more question in my mind that this is a trajectory but season two um our performance was one of them that definitely helped me see it but Aaron 
Baby J, um, Prince, I think, Prince Persia had a big like number with like chairs yeah, and, and that, like, a that was our first and... time using themes. Season two is the first time I've started bringing themes in. You know, season three Man. was Halloween. So, yeah. yeah. And so that, that was... whole, it was in Ungraceful J with the, like, it really clicked for me. I was like, oh, you're like, you're like Randy and them. You're like Tiffany Billings. You're like, you know, who are the, cur- the curators of these shows that dancers yep. cannot wait to either perform in or to see who's performing. Like, I'm telling you, at the height of the industry, it's a little bit different after COVID because the, the environment changed a little bit. But at the height of the industry, when niggas like Josh Kalaki and Jade and Wildebeest and all these guys, you, you might only see Wildebeest at Carnival if you weren't in his class. You might only see Trisha Miranda put a piece mm-hmm. at Club Jette. You're not seeing them out in the streets. Um, so you're performing at that level caliber-wise. And at the same time, you're putting on people who are on the entire spectrum in terms of experience, new yeah. to well-established and experienced. So, and I take pride in that because I mean, I had I had like a lot of people that came up to me that were just like more than grateful. Like you know, there's a lot of shady stuff that people go through with trying mm-hmm. to be seen on a platform. So just the amount of like respect that I got for people telling me that this was the best show they've ever been in and this is the the best this and they've never felt like this and I'm just like Mm. I never imagined it would impact people the way it did because again it was always so personal to me that it was it felt like for me it was like this is who I am like I'm just doing Mm. I'm just doing me (laughs) you know so it's (laughs) I'm just doing me and everybody's like, no, this is like, so it's still very like, wow. And it's yeah. like, people laugh all the time. Like I joke with my friends all the time and like, we'll just be like hanging out and I'll be like, man, like people have no idea. Like I'm just K. Like, <laughs> like people man. have no idea. Like literally my, like just creative K literally came from that. Like just yeah. creative K, like. I mean, I really you know, I get be, it. Just be chilling. I like I really do not look do too much so it's crazy to like see the amount of love and like the amount of people that are impacted because I'm like this is beautiful that it turned into this because I never would have thought it would turn into this you know for people telling me even like the second one Rico Prince Persia who performed he put his students in his piece he's a um teacher actually the first black LGBTQ teacher at his school ever male and um he was actually able to bring his students and perform they couldn't perform at this one because it was 18 plus but um he teaches middle school I believe and he put his students in the piece you know Mm -hmm. and that's things I try to emphasize is to everybody it's about making history you know same Mm. thing with season three there's never been a black owned business in black box theater you know what yeah okay (laughs) all right I didn't know that. We worked yeah. on the whole event. I'm sorry, uh, listeners. I know I just got amped in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, like. I literally like, did not know that, Kay. Yeah, like, so, I, and that's why I was emphasizing to the staff. I was like, we're not just a whole bunch of niggas coming to dance in a venue and turn up. Studio 1212 has had that. They do trap and paint and artist yeah. showcase. But to be in a venue like this, it, yeah. like. Black box this is, is different. This is a first impression. This is how. They're already looking at the community, you know, from what we go in as, okay, some dancers, they're going to do a showcase, they're going to dance, probably going to be a lot of 
profanity maybe they're gonna be you know like they already having their yeah minds they already have an idea what they think it's gonna be of so mm-hmm. for us to come in there and put something professional organized super you know, professional articulate everything like eclectic like the whole thing like for them mm. they even told me even the way we cleaned up at the end security was like this is the neatest that the dressing room has ever been i'm like yeah bro yeah like yeah yeah like that's yeah. what we do like no like wow you know so it's beautiful to see how it's impacting people and training people i mean i think the youngest person on the lineup is Vinti. i think she's 18 mm. and even just you know seeing her grow like seeing people yeah. grow up you know that's crazy because when i met her she was dancing at um fusion force and she was telling me how she wants to do more things outside of being in the studio and this is really mm. that first thing for her you know wow. the culture class she's been in culture class i've had her book for a few other things she did her first taste of charlotte you know it's it's beautiful to see the growth that you can give to other people you know mm. that you didn't even know you have the power to do i didn't know that you know even with entropy you know which you have your hand in like entropy when we did the showcase can't remember when that was that we just did that and was that october november that, I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah around but that time it was around that time you know even like um when tree reached out to everybody you know she reached out to like a good amount of the cast and you know even her message she was like hey i saw you at culture clash yeah and i need you and you know people were coming up to me like thank you this is my second booking ever like you know wow. like you know so it's just crazy because i'm putting you in culture clash because i think you're dope and I didn't know she was there recruiting, you know? So it's like, yeah. that's Shout the beauty of dance. You know, that's the beauty oh. of dance. And mm. even them coming out, that's beauty because I've never really been in entropy besides going to support Aaron or Jason. So, yeah. you know, it was just like, wow, like that's dope for a whole nother community that's not even in Charlotte. And they were yeah. deep in season two. They were deep. Yeah, they were deep. Entropy, they were deep. Yeah. <laughs> entropy. Shout out to Entropy, man. Shout out to App State because um, they got DFAD coming up on uh, DFAD weekend. It's April 8th. So if y'all are looking I'll for another amazing too. event, I'm going to be there as well. Um, might be helping behind the scenes as well. So get to go back to my alma mater. Um, yeah. I mean, and the show was on like the day of the show was on my 30th. So I was trying to decide like what I want to do for my 30th. But I think I really might go see DFAD. And just soak in the energy as yeah. like a founding member after all this time. You know, it ends at 10 p.m. So <laughs> we're gonna act, yeah, we're gonna act that ass. Um, okay, so before we close, I would just like to get your your thoughts, your feelings, your response about season yeah. three. Cause I know you're gonna drop a lot of content and like you got a, the recap video. I know there are photos that are moving around. Everyone's going to be dropping videos. So I don't want to spoil it too much. Like, I don't want to yeah. spoil it. I will encourage Kay to um, make some content later on after everyone's reacted to it, maybe after it sits again for a second. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll just, maybe we'll get on Instagram live and just chat or something one day. But your immediate thoughts um, following Culture Clash, which was what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, coming on two weeks. Yeah, it was February Sheesh. 12th. So. Dang. Yeah. Um, well, for one, I think that I was like shocked. And it wasn't really like a shock, it's like a, oh my God, we did it. Cause I had confidence. Like the team was too, the team was too crazy. Like I was mm-hmm. in my head, like, there, if anything falls through the cracks, then like I don't know, like something random would really have to happen because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the team was just way too tight. So I already kind of went in there with like a confidence. So like I mean, closer to like 
stage time not gonna lie I was a little bit like oh dang because this is a new experience and this is the biggest venue we've ever used for anything mm-hmm. culture clash related so my initial thoughts again back to ego I was like if it looks empty in here I'm gonna go cry probably and it'll <laughs> come back but I'm like okay doors opened at 8 30 8 45 not even gonna lie it was still a little slow you know so I was kind of like by the time I show start supposed to start at nine we started like 9 15 by the time Mm -hmm. 9 p.m hit and I just remember I walked into the actual theater and I walked in and for I saw the projector on the back wall because like I never even saw that happen so like I walk in I see the projector shout out to Jason he um put together an amazing amazing collage and video of some BTS that we shot from one of our um Heartbreak Hotel shoots we did shot by Aaron and um I looked and I'm like oh okay and I look straight ahead and I just see like the spotlight on extra and like Thomas in the background DJing and then like a crowd of people and I'm just mm-hmm. like it was thick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like I walk up and it's still in the beginning and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm about to call you on the mic to say something, which like, I hate being put on the spot. But I'm like, okay, <laughs> get on the mic. And I talk. And I just remember like feeling like we are just not, you know how they say yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> I was like my immediate feeling when I was getting off the stage, I was like, Oh no. Like, it was from beginning to end, from the vendors to the cast, you know, everybody, everybody did their thing. So it was just, it was very overwhelming, actually, not in a bad way, but um, I would say a little overwhelming because I really had no idea that it was about to go the way it went, like overwhelming to the utmost because I had no idea that it was going to do what it did. And to see Uh it all come together was just like, okay. Because, I mean, when you see it with the lights on, it's cool. You know, we know we're going to put vendors here, photos here, shirts here. But Uh to see it in action actually come to life, it was just like, yeah, like, we did it. Like, this is the place that we needed to be. And I kind of just felt good because I felt good for everybody on the cast, too, because this is what they deserve. You know, they deserve that type of feeling. They deserve that type of energy um a lot of people that was their first time ever even dealing with a backstage <laughs> so with them it was just like okay I'm glad that I can do this for you guys too because um uh, I know a few people were reaching out to me telling me this is my first time being like backstage this is my first time yeah. having like a call sheet you know shout out to you again you know like <laughs> Um, So it was just like to see people put in that type of environment for their first time. It was really beautiful to watch. Like I felt overwhelmed because I felt like I was doing like finally the purpose like clicked. It was like the first one, like you said, it was like, this is my purpose, but let's see what happens. Second one was like, this is my purpose, but let's try to do it again and clean up some loose ends. This one was like, this is my purpose and we did it. Yeah. And this is what it is. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is where it has to stay. Like, uh-huh. the bar has been raised. And everybody was so happy. And to see everybody just, like, dancing and working uh-huh. and no cares in the world. Like, it was just like, yeah, like, this is all I was trying to do. 
at yeah. Amelie's. Like, it's crazy that we had wow. to like do all this to do this. But I was like, literally, like everything we're doing in here, this is what I was trying to do at Amelie's. Like, mm. it didn't even take all this, which I'm blessed that it did. But like, it didn't take all this. So now my feelings afterwards, I'm just like, okay. So now we just have to keep going because if this is already less than a year in, like mm -hmm. season four, you know, the bar is already set. And now yeah. the expectations are high. And I think now people are finally respecting me for my role. Like, mm. I think I'm finally getting like that. This is probably the first time we're like, not to bring it up, people finally say thank you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Out of yeah. all the culture clashes, I think I've only had like maybe three of the acts be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first time everybody on the cast was like paragraphs of telling me how thankful they are and yeah. how much they can't wait for the next one and things like that and it was just like okay like I'm glad you guys like now I feel like my purpose has been fulfilled like now yeah. I'm glad you guys are seeing like this is what I wanted for you guys same thing with people complaining about the door price like I know some people were complaining about the door price and like somebody said something to me one time and they were like yeah, okay, I know you charge um, 25, 30 at the door because you're trying to make so mu some money. And I said, no, because I charge 25, 30 at the door because I want people on the lineup to know their worth. Uh -huh. not, it's not a $10 show. Yeah. It's not a $15 show. When you yeah. put Culture Clash on your resume, I want them to be able to see that it was $30 tickets. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I don't want them to be like, oh, well, well, $5 dance showcase. No. Half yeah. of these people on this, whether they get booked a lot or not, nobody on the lineup has a resume that shouldn't be talked about. And I purposely yeah. chose people off that as well. People who are doing their thing, whether they're yeah. known or yeah, not. Yeah, the lineup was, yeah, this lineup was, season three's lineup was awesome. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then again, from just from my, from my point, you already said it all, but team was amazing. The event was flawless. The space was great. The staff was amazing. Shout out to Black Box and their entire staff. Shout out to Jamie and Jay. Um, and I forgot my man's name who was working with us the day of either Scott or Curtis. He was oh, yeah. handling a lot of the sound stuff with mm -hmm. Thomas. Amazing staff, amazing venue, amazing dancers. Um, I think there was only a couple acts that weren't there like on time, but they had already made notifications, yeah. let people know people follow the schedule that use the green room like I just I was I was incredibly impressed you know because yeah. again I've By seen the amount back... of professionalism it was I was like okay yeah. <laughs> you guys were trying to get booked for season four I see. for real for real and it was just like we said um I think we said like a week before we, we, we were discussing price and I'm happy that you said that and you want people to know that the ticket price is a reflection of the caliber of the show and the caliber of the dancers. So that's important. Um, but then we were also talking about how, and I, I was saying that I hope people treat you differently after this show, because the amount of work and consideration that you put in and the amount of collaboration that we were able to do because of your vision is the reason that Culture Clash was so successful. Granted, you had an amazing team. Shout out to the front desk. They were amazing. They set up the whole thing. A lot of people yeah. were moving. AJ um, was running. Her, him and Jade were running people seamlessly. It, it was perfect. Um, but I will say it was because you made the decisions to put those things in place. And so it makes me very happy to hear on the other end as your friend and as like somebody who works on your team <laughs> that you finally got those damn roses because <laughs> hopefully people give them to you and 
allow you to continue to walk with them. Like, don't give them to you for this show and then take them back. You know, like people got to start seeing you in a totally different light. You're not, um, you're not just a dancer. You're again, a community organizer, you're a leader, you're an entrepreneur, you're a boss. I was done dancing in culture class. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's where now I'm, I'm even finding like my space and I'm like, I'm gonna go and dance at the sessions and then after that uh, yeah I'll help creative direct I'll choreograph but I would really rather just be behind the scenes and watch everything happen because it's it's magic from where I'm sitting too so um damn all right I know we do have to wrap um sheesh we could do this all day so much there's so much more to this I'm I'm not you know what I'm not even gonna say that idea on the call I'm gonna get off the because this that's just for us um <laughs> friends thank you for tuning in today um you guys will hear from Kay Moore uh Kay and I will be working together a lot in the future so I'm sure you'll see Kay's face you'll hear Kay's thoughts if I have anything to do with it you will see um a lot more of case thoughts um, because she needs to share them more with people. So if I can help it at all, you'll be hearing her talk more. Uh, Our next episode, episode four, I'll be talking to uh, the main man, Supreme Styles, who is a photographer and a dancer in the city, but also does a lot of work in other cities and is like building a way for himself um, and also is creating infrastructure and program for people to kind of connect. So you don't want to miss that episode. Uh, I will drop all of Kay's links to pages, to websites, to where you can kind of keep up. We do have a link that you can sign up for newsletters in the future. We got all of that like locked down for you. So uh, Kay, is there anything else that you want to give to the people before we head out? Um, Culture Clash one year anniversary is April 16th. So we will be doing a um, 90s theme dance party. Um, DJ Kid Grady will be spinning. Beep, 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 beep. And i um, not going to do too many performances, but I will be doing five OG Culture Clash performances of people who have been in all three. If they've been in all three, you could probably expect to see them. Only about five of them. But um, that's about so that'll that's the next thing and then i believe the next day for that culture clash weekend um do a culture clash intensive probably the following day on a sunday and we're gonna collab at uh, cdc is gonna do break dancing um crazy beats gonna do urban abstract twin nations gonna do some choreo and um so on and so forth so that's the next big thing and other than that next showcase summer 2022 so it's almost time to start planning that. So we're yeah, going to okay. handle the one year anniversary and then get back in it and yeah, see what happens next. Um, Kay, thank you for being here with me today. I know we've been trying to get, get it going for a minute, but you, again, you're a boss. So we got to make you. schedules I work. Appreciate you, bro. No doubt. Um, listeners, thank you for tuning in uh, and be looking out for some information on the next drop with my guy, Styles. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Car Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, that's it. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Just Car Podcast. I hope you're walking away with something to chew on, something to think about. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes of the podcast on my page. And please like, subscribe, share with a friend, comment. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know 
what you would like to hear me talk more about. If there's something that really connected with you, let's get into it. I would love to be able to support you guys and making sure we're getting the content that you want to have out there, okay? So, in the meantime, stay safe, stay happy, and I hope that you move through your day with abundance and clarity. I'm out of here. Catch you next time.